This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. From Studio A inside the Rick L. and Vicki L. James University Center, this is Trine Line. Hello, I'm James Tu, Senior Director of Content and Communications at Trine University, and this is the Trine Line Podcast. Trine University President Dr. Earl D. Brooks II will discuss some of the latest happenings at Trine University and issues in higher education. Dr. Brooks, thank you once again for being part of the podcast. Thank you, James. Always a pleasure to be with you. I was talking recently with uh, Tom Schumann down at the Indiana Chamber of Commerce, and one thing he reminded me, and I can't say that I'd thought of it for a while, is that you're currently the longest serving among current Indiana college presidents. Um, And looking at some articles on uh, the Chronicle of Higher Education and similar publications, tenure for college presidents is really shrinking nationwide. The last thing I saw said that the current average is about six and a half years. Uh, Looking back on your time here at Trine, what do you think has contributed to the success of your now nearly two decades here? Yeah, it's kind of a scary thought. So I'm in my 20th year. I'm actually the second longest serving president in the state. And it's funny, when I began back in 2000, I was the youngest uh, college president in the state of Indiana. But I think some of the things I would think that have been key to our success early on was uh, engaging a broader group of constituents and talking about the life, the vision, the mission of, at that time, Tri-State University, which became Trine University in 2008, and how we engaged them in our long-term plan for the future. And that that included crafting a vision that uh, really addressed uh, growth of the university, which was badly needed at the time, re- really a transformation of our campus, which we know has occurred over the last 10 years or so, and looking at longer-term sustainability. And then we had the beauty at the same time of really transitioning not only the university but our board of trustees to get those more involved in leadership and management to come along and grow with us so that there was a seamless transition between the the leadership of the administration and the university with that of the board to where there was a really a long-term plan that both the administration and the board bought into. And We've uh, expanded our donor base. We've expanded our communication with our alumni. So I think each year there are more and more folks who become part of the Trine success story. Just out of curiosity, too, uh, I think you're the second longest serving president in Tri-State and Trine's history. Um, are you going to go for a Littleton M. Sniff's uh, record? <laughs> I don't think so. And that's something like 36, 38 years. Yeah, something, something like that. that. So I think, my, I think my chances of eclipsing him is... Uh, not looking very good and what a you know what a remarkable tenure for someone who was really part of uh, founding this university and I think through two different stints as president served uh, you know 36 38 years really a remarkable uh, legacy he left here as being the one of the founders and the startup of the mission and vision of this great school we enjoy today Okay. So uh, looking back at again nearly 20 years what are some of your favorite memories uh, during your time here well, I think it has to be uh, certainly growth, growing from, you know, 1,300 students at that time to nearly 5,000 students we we enjoy today, uh, you know, a wide array of academic programs that we've added, not just at the undergraduate level, but actually starting graduate programs, master's programs, and then our first doctoral program in physical therapy. So I think that expansion, I think looking at 
things such as transitioning from the NAIA and athletics to NCAA uh, Division Three, which has become, I think, a really a tremendous move for university. You know, this fall we have over 1,100 student athletes on our campus. So just looking at what that whole thing means to us. I think continuing to strengthen the uh, financial uh, position of the university and our financial sustainability. I think growing the endowment for long-term uh, support of scholarships and professorships for our our faculty. I think retiring a, a long-term endowment debt that was owed to the university. So uh, looking at all of those successes across the board, I don't know that there's just one thing you can you can say that was it, but I think a, a number of things that we did very strategically uh, over a, a really 10, 15-year period that positioned, uh, I think, Trine University to uh, be positioned very well for the future in higher education. And looking back, I mentioned uh, Littleton Sniff earlier. We've actually had several presidents who served 10 years or more at Tri-State and at Trine. Um, can you talk about the stability that leadership like that brings uh, both at Trine and uh, in higher education in general? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's important. Uh, it, it generally takes a year or two in transition for someone new to come in to get a feel, a footprint, to set their mission, their plan in place, develop and build a team. And so I think it, it really requires more than that five, six-year period really to implement a plan, give it an opportunity to be effective, tweak the plan as you go, continue longer term in terms of fundraising to support uh, those efforts. So I think longer term stability in a lot of cases is probably key. Maybe it's not 20 years as I've been blessed with the opportunity to serve, but certainly a longer period of time of, of eight, 10 years to give someone a, an opportunity to fully implement their plan and, and uh, expand their constituencies to, to, uh, you know, to see through the mission and plan they have for the university. Recently, we celebrated homecoming uh, the week of October 4th through the 6th, and one milestone that was recognized during that event was uh, we celebrated 25 years of football at Tri-State and at Trine. Uh, you've been here for many of those years, like we've been talking about. Can you talk about the growth of Thunder football as you've seen it, and what impact has the program had on the university and on the greater Angola and Steuben County community? It's had a tremendous impact. For one, football got started at Tri-State University, I don't know, four or five years before my arrival through the genera generosity of really two uh, key alumni and uh, trustees or former trustees, and those being Dr. William Gettig, who we had the opportunity to recognize at homecoming this year with his induction to the Athletic Hall of Fame, who provided a lot of the purchasing the equipment and support to uh, field our first football team here at then Tri-State, and then the other one being Wayne Shive, who came through with providing the uh, resources to develop Shive Field as we know it today. And from there, I talked a little bit, you know, about our transition from NAI, where we were very successful. We were in the final four of the NAI playoffs in football early on in our program. Won our very first football game as Tri-State, I think, beating Taylor at that time, all the way through when we were very, very successful. Won some football championships along the way as the NAI to where we've transitioned today to Division Three. And so if you look at the uh, – transformation or transition of our football program from NAIA to NCAA to what's happened on Shy Field to building the stadium to installing the uh, the lights to winning 
conference championships to being to the national playoffs on a number of uh, for a number of years to having a Gallardi Trophy winner who's the equivalent of the Division Three Heisman Trophy and Eric Watt. It's really had a tremendous impact on our on our campus and certainly I think makes uh, falls more exciting but also contributes in a significant way to enrollment here on our campus because being Division Three and having the ability of playing not only a varsity schedule but junior varsity schedule, we probably carry a larger-than-normal squad uh, on, our, on our campus. But I think football certainly has had its impact over the last 25 years in a very, very uh, significant way, which does carry over into our communities. I think we're always in the top ten every year in Division Three football with crowd attendance, which is somewhere in the – Oh, 4,800 to 5,000 range. And I just talked about our crowd of 6,375 at, at homecoming. So a lot of great participation, turnout, and support from local community as well. You know, being here on a Saturday and just seeing all the students in the stands, it's had a big impact as well just on the, the culture, student well, culture. It has. Well, of course, student participation is always key and important. I think probably football is the main thing that led also to uh, our starting marching band. I mean, you know, we got into to the music program several years ago with the opportunity to renovate the first center and, you know, bring a, a different type of entertainment to our local community, whether it be through uh, concerts. But then we looked at why not a music minor? Why not music program? So not just marching band, but jazz band, orchestra, choir, everything that goes along. So, so I would probably say today, were it not for football, there probably would not be a marching band here. Uh, as well, so quite a quite a domino effect it's had on our campus. What were some of the other highlights of homecoming weekend? Well, always a great opportunity to uh, recognize our donors each year and move up categories. I think starting at the twenty five or fifty thousand dollar range, all the way up to those who have contributed several million dollars. So, first and foremost, that dinner is all about recognizing those folks as an opportunity to say thank you for giving back and contributing to be part of what our success is. An opportunity to recognize uh, alumni, distinguished alumni, alumni to give back for service. And we had the opportunity to recognize uh, three of those that weekend. Uh, also uh, inducted members into the Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, recognized their all 25-year football team that was there and all those that participated that weekend. And then a special opportunity to recognize two very special people, that being Kathy uh, Oder-Williams, who was uh, – winner or Kathy Williams Oda rather who was the woman of distinction this year we always recognize a, a lady at the university each year that's that has significant achievement in her personal career life community but gives back to the university and Kathy certainly uh, had all those attributes to recognize her and then our pillar of success this year we had the opportunity to recognize uh, Dr. Jack Shaw who's been a member of our board for a number of years for all of his contributions going back to when he served as president of Hughes Electronics and now has been a member of our board for a number of years and certainly to recognize he and his wife Sue for all their contributions to try and so it was a busy weekend a, a really a beautiful weekend big crowds all weekend it was a great time to showcase our campus but also a great time to recognize those who have helped us along the way. As is customary around homecoming the Trine uh, University Board of Trustees met just before festivities uh, were there any decisions that came out of those meetings that you'd like to share or discuss yeah we, we've uh, continued to uh, talk and move forward with uh, discussions about the new engineering wing uh, connected to the box center that's about a 40,000 square foot addition of new classrooms and laboratories to support our school of engineering and and computing 
so we move now to the to really the bid phase. We've been working on the drawings uh, internally here for several months with Design Collaborative, and now move to the bid phase. So those bids will be back October 28th. So we'll get uh, uh, keep working on some fundraising while we get those plans. But we hope again sometime later in this academic year to actually break ground and get started on uh, that project. We talked a great deal about our continued expansion in the School of Health Sciences, particularly in Fort Wayne, where we have an opportunity. We had started our new surge tech uh, this fall, to, which complements physical therapy and physician assistant. Now we're looking to go moving forward with anesthesiology, occupational therapy, speech pathology, some of our o- other programs there. But it also has space demand, so it means we'll have to look at additional space to accommodate those programs. So we talked about that, as well as continuing to plan for the future of the Invest in Excellence campaign. We're currently at about $112 million of the $125 million go. So probably in a year from now, we'll probably be closing out that campaign and, and start talking about the launch of a new campaign. And so we'll talk more about that new campaign in our January meetings. For many university constituents, and I would say having been a college student, particularly students, the Board of Trustees may be kind of a relative unknown since uh, we don't see them on campus from day to day. Talk about the importance of the leadership provided by Trine's Board of Trustees and the role they have played and continue to play in the growth and success of the university. Yeah, boy, they're just a a group of wonderful people that bring different backgrounds, different styles and types of leadership and management to our university. You know, we've got some of the some of the biggest and best corporate leaders on the board. We've got folks from the healthcare profession. We've got folks from education, legal profession. So a really good array of different backgrounds across the board. But these folks not only provide key quality service and leadership to the university, they're so giving of their time. They're so giving of uh, – of themselves to be here when we need them to be here for various things, to be part of uh, investing in excellence with a capital campaign of not only of their own personal philanthropy and giving, but helping open the doors to other organizations to really want to be a part of what happens here. And so I think our current current uh, makeup of our board is about probably 60% alumni and 40% that are, that, that are not. Naturally, those alumni have a little bit closer tie the university, but across the board, we've got 28 trustees that are really, really engaged in the life of this institution that care a great deal. I think that spend time on our campus talking with trust, uh, talking with students while they're here and know that students are first and know that every decision that they're engaged with and involved with is all about making the student experience and the quality of education better for students here at Trine University, but a remarkable group of people that we're very fortunate and blessed to have serve us. The university recently announced that Gretchen Miller has been promoted to the new position of vice president for administration and chief of staff. Uh, What does Gretchen's new role entail? Well, Gretchen's a remarkable young lady that's had a a pretty broad role for a long time. She first joined the university in our development operation, and I quickly saw she had a lot more expertise and a lot more ability than and that job was challenging with, so we moved her into the president's office as assistant to the president and chief of staff, and she's only continued to grow since then. She's been the uh, liaison between my office and our trustees, which we just talked about for some time, also as chief of staff, sort of the liaison between me and, and uh, members of uh, cabinet. But Gretchen's taken on a much larger role now as she oversees our, our bookstore and food service operations, works uh, 
very closely with Innovation One and Career Services, uh, the Zollner Golf Course. So she's continued to broaden her administrative responsibilities, but very uh, talented young lady that I'm very proud of that's very uh, very deserving of this opportunity here at Trine, and we're very fortunate to have her leadership here. We also recently announced that, according to statistics compiled by the Independent Colleges of Indiana, Trine University has an economic impact of more than $135 million on Angolas, Deben County, and the Northeast Indiana region. The university is also recognized as Angola's largest employer. Can you reflect on how the university has grown into an economic driver for this area and what our role is now and will be in the future in the economic growth of the region? Yeah, I think certainly the impact of where I talked about starting in 2000 with 1,300 students to where we're at today and the impact of those students here in, in our community. But as we look at time to time on things like the large homecoming weekend which we just had where parents, guests, alumni come to town, stay overnight, spend their dollars here in, in Angola, we attract nearly 100,000 guests here a year through not just athletic events, but you know, Boys and Girls State, various conferences, concerts in the T-First Center for Performing Arts, folks that play the Zollner Golf Course that come from various places throughout our region come here and stay overnight. Our employment, uh, you know, we employ 550 people on our campus now in addition to a bunch of uh, part-time employees. If we look at how the investments on our campus have expanded in terms of facilities, we know we're talking about potential of a new $10 million engineering wing. And if you look at the impact and the domino effect of those dollars going out into our community, it really has a, a tremendous domino impact. And when you, you don't, you don't think about that, but when you think about the spending power of 550 employees buying, purchasing homes, paying their taxes here, spending their dollars here, and then those $100,000 guests and everything, those numbers exponentially expand pretty, pretty quickly. But if you look at our physical plant, too, which has ballooned well past $200 million in value, uh, there's there's a lot to be said for what's happened in that growth over that period of time. So something I'm very, uh, very proud of, something that we don't spend a lot of time on thinking about what's our economic impact. We know it's 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 very, very important. But I think also contributing, uh, continued to be aware of and contributing to the economic uh, development and vitality of our community is something very, very important for Trine University. I think part of that too, maybe as well, is just, you know, the fact that I know a growing number of our alumni are choosing to stay in this region when they graduate and so they get jobs and then contribute in that way to the economic they, health. They are, and we've been part of discussions with local economic development as well as the city, you know, who built the new uh, innovation park west of campus here again looking to attract new industry that hopefully will allow us to re retain more of our talent as it graduates each spring in terms of engineering and business health sciences computing keeping some of that talent locally so continuing to grow our our not just the employee base but uh, the quality of, of jobs that are here so very very important to us the university hosted the uh, Engineering and Business Career Fair at the end of last month, attracting a record number of employers and students. I think we had more than 600 students and 89 employers who were kind of all over the university center here. Um, can you discuss uh, the career services that we offer at Trine and the role they play in helping our students achieve an employment rate above 99% 
after graduation? Uh, I think I think if we look each year at the number of internships, co-ops we offer through our continued engagement back to industry, we're so connected to regional manufacturing, industry, healthcare, school systems, all of the programs that we provide on on campus that a lot of our students are hired during those internships and co-ops opportunities. We look at class preparation. If we look at resume writing that they provide, they really help provide all of these opportunities and links for our for our students. So I know we're getting ready to come up and announce this is a little bit preliminary, but we're going to be able to announce soon our sixth consecutive year of really having a or six year average of 99% job placement. It's got a lot to do with what happens with our career services staff because they're making those engagements. I think there's probably not a week goes by that we are not engaging with some new company or some new industry in our region to figure out how we provide more internships and, and opportunities for our students. We, uh, we know we provide a quality experience here. We try to engage as much work and experience outside the classroom as we possibly can because we want them to have that employment opportunity then and career services dedicates a lot of their time and if we look at as you just mentioned the record numbers here seem like those numbers inch inch forward every year which is a good thing we want trying graduates to be sought after and are proud of the fact that we see those numbers continuing to grow and i know a key part of that as well too is just our curriculum uh giving students those skills that employers want um, and and working to develop programs that again we know there's a demand for. Exactly, which is part of. I don't I don't think we start a new program if we probably don't look at the back end first. If we offer this program, what are the job opportunities for that for that student at the end? Which is one of the reasons why I think the everything that's going on in the School of Health Sciences is so exciting. Most of those programs are are vetted out with. Uh, Parkview Health, who's our partner in Fort Wayne, and we look at the surrounding community and the opportunities for those students. Typically adding programs that that are not being provided by other institutions in the region, so we're helping fill a particular uh, skill gap. And I think the same reason of why we've expanded largely into the whole computing area with uh, health informatics, again with our partner Fort Wayne, cyber security, starting to look at AI and virtual reality because of the needs and the growing demand in that whole computing area. So I think each time we look at programs, we always look at what the outcomes are first. Well, we're now past the midterm point of the fall semester. Uh, what do we have to look forward to coming up? Yeah, gosh, it's hard to believe we're at that point already, but a lot, still lots going on in Thunder Athletics. You know, still half of our football season lies ahead of us. We've got volleyball, our soccer teams, uh, part of our uh, got a got a say something about our men's uh, golf team, men's golf team this year, won their first MIAA championship. So an exciting, exciting accomplishment with them. Our basketball teams are just starting up. Our men's and women's uh, teams just kicked off the season. I think just having played across the border up in Canada. Our ACHA D2 and D3 hockey teams have started their seasons already, and our uh, Division Three teams start in early November. We're going to continue uh, working hard on planning this engineering wing, fundraising so that hopefully later this year we can uh, kick that off and then I uh, actually was involved in conversations yesterday and again this morning uh, believe it or not we're already in the planning mode for the trying scholarship gala which is not too far around the uh, the corner for us too so never too early to start those plannings and then I know we've got uh, 
some events coming up over at the T-First Center for Performing Arts. So we'd encourage folks to go to our website and look at those upcoming uh, events for that venue as well. So always a busy time for us as we uh, get to the midway point in the fall semester and head toward the the holidays. But a lot of great activities on campus, and we hope that those uh, listening to our our podcast will – Stay tuned and come on our campus and participate in a lot of these outstanding events and opportunities on our campus. Well, that uh, kind of covers what I had today. Did you have anything else to add? No, as always, uh, certainly appreciate the time spent with you and the opportunity to share what's going on at Trine University, James. So thank you very much, and thanks for your work. Thank you uh, for joining me today for the podcast. And uh, I would say this is an insightful time for me as well as uh, to those who listen. And I look forward to welcoming you back next month for the next Trineline podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.